You're listening to Adult Talk Podcast with Listening 7 on Anchor FM. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Thank you for uh, for tapping in with us and thank Route Runners for sending an alley-oop to have you a part of the team. Are uh, you good now? All right. Welcome. Yeah, man. I got a whole bunch of stuff going on. I got every piece of equipment in the office on. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh I, we'd like to officially welcome you to Adult Talk Podcast, boss. Um, definitely am excited to have the interview and, and get to know you a lot more than what we had to Google and search to find out who you were. Mm-hmm. You're a busy man. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, when we try to stay busy, you know you ain't doing it unless you're moving. Absolutely. Yeah, so you seem to be a man who wears many hats. Well, um, let's say we wear one hat, but it's a lot of things to do under that hat. Ah, okay. <laughs> that makes okay. a little more sense. Okay. okay. Well worded. Well worded. All right. So, can you tell us about some of those things going on under that hat? Uh, yes, ma'am. Of course. Now, do you want me to just pull it out, or you want to ask questions? You want to go fishing? I mean, well, I mean, I don't got a problem fishing. Yeah, this, so. this is why I wanted to know because I see that you are an entrepreneur, you are a, a life coach, you're a therapist, you uh, you you are running a indie record label. Yeah. Am I to understand that correctly? We're going to get into that. Is that I'm going to look confused you, you, about you, that. You have, We're going like, to get you, into that. You have a, a, a quite a list of things going on. So I want to dive into all of them. And your name, Seven, it seems like uh, seems like I, I just run across you from K Stylist. Uh, when I had him signed to Epic, it just seems like the more I think about your name, the more I think that somehow, shape, form, or fashion, that we have communicated in some, at some point. At least you communicated with some of my people. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. During that time frame. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the thing is that man, I'm just a guy trying to make a difference, you know, in the world. After turning my life around, I have a, a better understanding of who I am. So I really try to help uh, people, uh, individuals, understand, you know, who they are. At least from the standpoint of answering the question of, you know, who am I, their identity. You know, we get so used to identifying ourselves with what we do, and that's not who we are, right. when we get a true understanding of who we are and connect it directly to our source, then we have a better understanding of our purpose while we're here. Okay. And uh, a lot of us, sometimes we get lost in the do, and we never get, you know, down to, why am I really here? Right, 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 right. All right, so I'm going to circle back around, and I want to get into that. So I heard you say since you turned your life around. So what were you turning around from? Can we get some of the background on that? You sure you want that? Why not? You want it all. This is adult talk. I'll say say it from this perspective. Um, I I lived a lifestyle with a PhD in pharmaceuticals. um, Got you. Without going through (laughs) 
You ain't gotta say no uh, more. Say less. <laughs> so I, 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 um, I, I managed to climb to the top of that ladder, only to find out that I climbed the wrong ladder when I got up there. Okay. And oh. Because I still didn't have, you know, all the the peace and the joy that my parents had laid a great foundation for me, but I did not want to. Uh, follow their lead because watching my dad go to work every day and working two and three jobs and watching my mom cleaning you know cafeterias in the schools and then baking and in the summer she they doing everything they can right. to try to get me and my uh three brothers and sisters across the finish line and i i'm being the oldest i, I just you know it just didn't fit for me because i i wanted something and i wanted it right then and i felt like i was the only one who could you know go get what I wanted, and so I struck out and tried to build my own house on a foundation that they had laid in Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, the house I built was on what we call a wood stubble of hay, so it didn't, uh-huh. <laughs> it, it didn't stand the wind. Right, <laughs> oh, wow. right, right. And, and the storms of life, so uh, I just changed, you know, directions. And once I changed directions, the same gifts I was using to rally individuals to. Uh, and influenced them to do the things that I was doing, I was able to use that same gift and rally people to do the right thing in life. And so that's that's the road I'm on now, and that's the road I'm determined to uh, really help change the world. Well, okay. how how hard was the change? <laughs> hey, bro, I'm still <laughs> processing the change because, you know, even though we change from, you know, what we used to do, when some things that you do being real straight up real talk with you I loved what I did mm-hmm. so it wasn't I wasn't dating the street I was in a relationship with it mm-hmm. understand and you know anytime you break up relationships it can be difficult absolutely um, because one uh, doesn't want to leave absolutely one knows that it's best to get out of that relationship so every day it's a process because even in my life right now, I've awakened appetites in the past that haven't been fed in a long time. So that I'm hungry. That part of my life is hungry. Right. And uh, when you get into it so deep, uh, you get to the point. Uh, one of my um, one of my one of my one of my close partners out in Texas uh, in this book he wrote. Um, you, you love just wax cold and when your love begins to wax cold you know it's time to exit hmm. because you don't even have enough well you don't choose uh, love you don't choose to care about people you choose to not care because in that type of environment you can't care too much because you're slipping absolutely uh, absolutely
Right. Right. I, right. And I was struggling and fighting me. And the dialogue that I created with myself, uh, and the dialogue, the conversation I was having with me, was one that was uh, can't really put it in words because it is actually an experience. But uh, when I made a decision to retire, I was able to do so because I was on my own. I'm, I'm my own man. So, so and, when you did it, you it was you did it at that moment, or was it like you know what? After I do this, then I'm done.
telling us the right things to do. Absolutely. But, you know, we, we want to go our own way. They're laying a foundation for us. My foundation was laid so strong for me. I, I would go out and hustle, do what I had to do, and come home and study the Word. Mm. That's just how confused I was. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's just how much I kept hearing my grandmother, my father, my mother behind my ear telling me, "Hey, you you going too far now? Right, you're right, getting too far. Right, you know, you hey, you're getting too far. And all the way to all the mess I was doing, you could still hear it, but I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't. I love what I did. I didn't want to mm-hmm. let it go, but wow. I realized I had to let it go because I was going to self destruct. Period. So, as you made that change, like, what was the first milestone that you accomplished to let you know you were on the right path? Well, I started filling out um, applications to uh, to get a, a traditional job. I was in college mm-hmm. at the same time Shit. that I was <laughs> involved in these endeavors. And I was on the chancellor's list. Shit. So, I'm taking the so, you, you, so, you always been... A Yo, busy man. You was rolling the <laughs> dice. <laughs> you was rolling the hell out of the dice. Jeez. Yeah, I, I, I'm on the, I'm a, I'm, when I graduated from Federal State with my BS in criminal justice, I was involved in crime. Yeah, I was just about to say that. So you wow. was you was in it, studying it. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I was doing because I did my internship mm-hmm. with one of the best lawyers in the state of North Carolina. His name was Eddie Harris. Internship with him, so I was studying the law when things were changing over, and we were getting uh, the mandatory sentencing, and all. I was studying that stuff, and I was making sure that my group we didn't find ourselves uh, in situations that our attorneys couldn't handle. Right. We all, it, it's a business. It's not right. something that you just go out and just you know just 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 lackadaisically do. You right. you if you don't want to get locked up, you have to. Absolutely. You have to plan not to get caught. And that was uh, my thing. My, my milestone would probably be uh, getting that first job teaching school. And check this out where I got this first job at uh, John Upstairs Psychiatric Hospital. Mm. Wow. transition did you ever come across from anyone uh like a good piece of advice or encouragement that that you was able to use a lot in, in your change yeah. my dad my, my father 
uh, has always been in my life. I had the greatest father in America, and he's still alive right now. When I was a little boy at the age seven, um, and my brothers younger than I, every day my dad used to put us, during the summer, my father used to put us outside at seven in the morning with my mom. Mm-hmm. used to have to go um, clean the schools and things of that nature and cook. Um, my, my dad would, would, would put us outside at seven, and and, and uh, my mom would go to work, yeah, about 7.30 when she left, we got up, got dressed. We were outside in the backyard, me and my three brothers, because my sister, she was very young. You know, her being a girl, girls got to stay in the house. Right. But we had to go out in the backyard, and uh, we came to the back door uh, at 12 to get lunch. Then we came back at 3 because we were off work. So my dad was teaching us the value of an idea mm-hmm. of work. Right. So that's where we established our work ethic. So that's the greatest probably piece of advice that, that I lean on each and every day is the teachings of my father, understanding the value of an idea. He used to always tell me, son, if you got an idea, you can go anywhere. Okay. So is it safe to say that you would take that same type of advice and, and give that out to others? I do it every single day in my practice. Um, um, I have an office in Fayetteville, North Carolina, office in Harney County that I'm in right now tonight talking with you all. And I train, um, I have 30 staff members and I actually train all of them on the value of an idea. I'll, I'll always help them to understand that, you know, they're, they're, the brain experiences the world through the five senses, our five senses. And, mm-hmm. and anytime any one of those senses are dominating you, if, if, if taste dominates you, you're going to gain weight. If sight dominates you, you end up touching something or doing something that you should not do. Mm-hmm. And we were created to have dominion over those those senses. And so, yes, I, 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 I teach people from the errors I've made that when people walk away from me, I know I've added value to their lives because that was my intention. Right. It seems like education was very important. It's very important to you as, as we like. We had to do a lot of Google searching. <laughs> a lot of Google searching. And, and I was spying on you. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> you know how women get. When, when, once she found the name, the list came running. But, you know, we had, like, you you are very big on education and, and, and fulfilling your own self with knowledge. Is that is that for you to, you gain so much to give back to people? Well, I, I had to get to know initially, secondary that was, but I had to get the information applied to my own life so when I ran across people they could see that what I'm telling them works so I'm the example of mm-hmm. what I want to teach I'm example of a guy who can come from nothing who can make you know all the wrong take all the wrong roads make all the errors you know right. and, but still get back on the right track so whenever I'm talking to people I'm sharing my life with them especially the young people because you know, you can't talk to young people unless you've been where they've been. And when right. they find out where you've been and you survived it, and the one who got you out of that uh, was the one who they need to be looking to, Absolutely. then they, 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 lend their ear, they lean in. They mm-hmm. may not do exactly what you want to do that day, but I need them to lean in. Yeah, I need yeah. To, I need, yeah, I need them to, to, <laughs> to, uh, to give me another opportunity to invite me into their house. When they invite me into their house, their mind, I know that I'm going to take control and influence them to be the best that they can possibly be. Uh, and that's that's my objective, is to get inside this right here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I did see that. So you, um, you are a therapist for, like, behavior and mental health? Yes, ma'am. 
I'm a mental and behavioral health uh, counselor. I'm, I'm more on the academic side. I teach more of it now to my staff. Okay. All of my staff, they're actually licensed, some of licensed clinical social workers, licensed uh, professional counselors, a licensed marriage and family therapists, and master's level qualified professionals. And I actually teach them how to do what the specialized service that we have is called multi-systemic therapy where we work directly with families who have youth who display at-risk behaviors in the home school Mm -hmm. or the community now those behaviors can go from anywhere from physical aggression to um Mm -hmm. um, it can go to um, shooting in an an occupied dwelling and these kids are between the ages of 10 and we go up to 19 but our therapists actually get to go into their homes and work with them the youth is the identified client but we get to work with the ecology of the family everyone in that child's life because we have to restructure their cognitions about little johnny or little susan right now now with the way kids are growing up now and it's more of like if the kid is not if the if the if the home base isn't steady and the kid is more of the he's more of an outside kid like how how do you tap into that resource well i think that now i want to make sure i understand your question are you asking me how do i tap into that youth who is more more street because street is more open than the home
conscious awareness. We have to be intentional about our conversation because in our subconscious mind, the mind under the conscious mind, that is the mind that can only accept information. Yeah. The conscious mind can accept, reject, and neglect information. The subconscious mind can only do what the conscious mind impressed upon it. Mm. And there in the subconscious mind is where feelings are developed. So feelings are always attached to a response that we're having. So if we're not introducing new thought in all the time, we will be acting based on the program in our subconscious mind. And in that program, as you said, is good or bad. Mm -hmm. And whatever is there, if you don't make a decision, if you don't make a conscious decision, whatever's there, the subconscious mind will say, in, in regular situations, in a situation like this before, this is what we did. So let's do this this time. Right, mm. right, right, right. It, it taps It taps in what it's used to, what's common. Right. Absolutely. You said it. It, it taps in to what you, to the habit you've created. Yep. So do you think that a lot of times with kids then, when they... um are I guess labeled as bad or they're misbehaving or, or whatever it is that and when you ask them what's going on or why did you do that and they say I don't know legitimately maybe they just don't know because it's whatever has been programmed into them and it's in their environment well I think about it from this perspective they programmed it no one can make you impress something upon your subconscious mm -hmm. that's an act only you can do right and it's your will and everyone has a will. Your will, the seat of the will, is the conscious and subconscious mind. So whenever someone says, I don't know why I did that, that's mm -hmm. that's not true. Okay. They're the only ones that know why they did mm -hmm. that. And that's anybody. Right. Right. They don't, right. The, the thing is, is being able to ask them the appropriate questions and through... Um, we call it neuro-linguistic programming. Through that, asking questions to take a person deeper within themselves, see, to bring up the right answer. Mm -hmm. See, people have to feel comfortable with Absolutely. about them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. When people don't feel comfortable, they'll tell you anything. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's true. That's <laughs> very true. they fully aware of it, they'll tell you anything. <laughs> Absolutely. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, okay, so... At some point, upon your studies, creating an independent record label stumbled across. How did, how did that, and still with being spiritual, go hand in hand? Well, I think that first and foremost, you know, being a spirit and having accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, that's the foundation, period, for anything. Because if success is all about what he created we were designed for success right prior to having a relationship with him because a lot of people say they know him mm -hmm. but you know I, I i know i just met you all i don't know you all i'm developing a relationship right. with you all by way of this meeting tonight now if we never talk again then it will be most difficult to develop that relationship that's where most people are when it comes to jesus christ they know of him but they don't have a relationship with him. Right. So it was very difficult for them to 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 build anything his way. They'll be building it their way, and you'll find them starting over, over and over and over. 
and get because eventually somewhere it is going to fall through because it doesn't have a firm foundation with me and music being in this field of mental health i met um i always wanted to do something whenever i'm dealing with my young people i ask them what are you passionate about what do you really want to do and what they want to do i tap into i invest in because most of the time we're doing what our moms our dads our aunts our uncles our teachers or yeah. somebody else said wait, wait you look like you could be a lawyer well that you and, and you go strike out the school mm-hmm. trying to be a lawyer when you know good and well you want to uh, be an artist right mm-hmm. and, and and you frustrated you don't work for that company 25 30 years you know what i'm saying and and, and you frustrated and mad because you never picked up the 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 the, the, the tools you Absolutely. Um, and so I always ask my youth, what do you want to do? And I get involved in what they want to do because I want to see them succeed. If they change their mind and want to do something else, I'll, ch- I'll change with them. Mm-hmm. Because I know at some point they're going to show me what they're passionate about. At some point, I get to see how they think. Mm-hmm. Once I learn how they think, I can begin to help them direct thought toward the right road by asking them questions, not telling them, but asking them questions of who, what, where, why, where, and how, because only they know what it is that they really want to do. And when I got really, uh, with Case Dallas, one of my partners, John Marshall, uh, World Class Entertainment, uh, John had contacted me about Case Dallas, and I had uh, one of my partners here, Freddie Clark, um, who used to own a bunch of clubs here in North Carolina, in Fayetteville, actually he owned four or five of the biggest clubs we had here, and he was doing music with an artist named Pooh Bear at that time, and uh, him and I got together, and we decided we would start a label, uh, CMG Clark Music Group, and uh, that's how I got into uh, the business of music, because that's what I like, the business of music. I try to stay out of the really dealing with the artist, mm-hmm. because going back to the question you had asked me uh, uh, earlier uh, in the interview, I don't like to put myself in situations where I'm going to get pulled back into that mentality. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're dealing with artists every day, at least for me, um, some of them make you want to deal with them in a different way. Absolutely. So it's always, that's not you, just you. you. That's, that's you. not just you. <laughs> <laughs> Believe yeah. me, you know. <laughs> I, 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 try to, I try to work with people who have, who have more diplomacy than I do. <laughs> <laughs> that, that can make it a little easier, I, right, I would imagine. Right. Any other uh, business ventures going on that you want to talk about? Well, I think I, I um, what I want to do right now, I'm trying to raise money uh, to build uh, a 50-bed facility for boys and a 50-bed facility for girls mm. because in every state, there, uh, with the influx of juvenile crime and the breakdown of the family, we have so many youth that... Uh, diapers or CPS or child protective right. services have gotten involved. Right. And oh, those wow. kids have nowhere to go. They can go to a foster home, but real talk, 
sending them to. Right. Exactly. And so, so I would rather build something and put them in an environment that's conducive to that's conducive to being aware of who created them. Okay. Uh, and understanding that their behavior, we're treating them for the behavior they're displaying, but that's not who they are. Right. Right. You know, in society, we begin to tie people to their behavior. We identify people by mm-hmm. their behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not a good way to go about, you know, doing it. That doesn't benefit uh, people at all. So I want to build this facility called the Lords of Discipline, uh, coming from a movie I watched as a young kid growing up. Um, and when I was in the United States Army, um, I served, I was an unassigned ranger, but I also served in the 82nd Airborne, so, um, and in the military police company. So I, I understand discipline. Right. And I, I, I understand what discipline can do. Um, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, whenever you think of a lack of restraint, uh, and there's a great saying that says my, 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 my people perish for a lack of, you know, knowledge. Mm-hmm. When, when, when you throw off self-discipline, and a lot of us in our community, we've thrown off self-discipline. So the word perish really means to throw off self-discipline in the Hebrew. So mm-hmm. you're looking at it from a different perspective. And when you when you have people who, uh, when we talk about perishing, throwing off restraints, a lack of self-discipline. And that's what our community, I'm sure you all see it every mm-hmm. day. Our community um, uh, does not have See, we perish for a lack of knowledge. 
And so if there's no self-discipline, uh, no knowledge, there's a lack of self-discipline. And that's where we, we are right now. And I think if I, if I can build, I need $5 million, seven. Whew. Mm. Yeah, it's going to take $5 million to really do it the way we want to do it because we want to give them, we want to give them the best uh, that we can probably, that we can give to them, the best treatment, uh, the, the best uh, leadership development training. Um, I'm also a John Maxwell leadership development trainer, so I travel throughout corporate America teaching leadership development skills. That's what so a, I want to be able to teach those things to, to, to my youth. So that's where the public speaking comes in at. Mm-hmm. Tell me this right here. Tell me this right here. Every day, isn't there something tugging at you that you know you can't do, but you've yet to do? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. day. That's called potential. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get away from it. Yeah. Oh, man. That means I got a lot of potential. Oh, Stuff God. be coming at me every day. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all of us. That's every last one of us. Whether you are in the body of Christ, meaning you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, or if you have not, potential is still there because he created you. He's the manufacturer. Absolutely. He knows mm. what he put in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all know y'all need to be doing. Go and step out there. You gotta step out on faith. <laughs> step out on the good foot. <laughs> what 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 does a day to day look like for you as you from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep? Oh man, I tell you, the first thing when I uh, real talk, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning before my feet hit the floor, having been um, a soldier, mm-hmm. I know that I can't go on the battlefield without being properly dressed. So every morning when I wake up being a believer, I put on the whole armor of God according to Ephesians chapter 6. Once I do that and I pray and I thank God for waking me, my feet hit the floor and I tell myself this is going to be a great day. I can't control everything that happens in the day, but I can control how I respond to it. Absolutely. from that point, I hit the gym at 6.30 to 7 in the morning. I finish up about 8.30, get myself, you know, showered up and everything, and I drive out to my offices, um, you know, talking with my staff, and I visit the stakeholders in the community that we have different agreements with who that send us the clients. Um, and I spend my day training, either working with my staff in therapy, actually seeing clients myself, talking to parents myself, uh, talking to judges, talking to the ADAs, talking to the homies on the block. I mean, I, I find, uh, I, I always ask God now to help me uh, glorify his name in what I do. You know, and I just try to be a real guy, down to earth dude um, that, 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 that has something special that I wanna offer to everybody else. That, mm-hmm. That's because they can have it too. And I deal with it from that perspective because I already know you're special. You know, some of us just not aware of it. And my whole day is is encompassed with doing that. And so my day is fulfilled uh, every single day. I'm ecstatic about life, man, because I know what it could be. You know what I'm saying? And being in this flesh, even though I'm in Christ and my spirit is alive, I got to walk around in this flesh every day. And the flesh reminds me, you know, that I haven't made it because things come up in my head that I want to do that I have to talk myself out of doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, see, that was a question that I had for you as you speak about being in the flesh. So when those type of things do come up and you find it difficult, um, you come up against somebody that's difficult or a situation or whatever, what do you do to deal with that or cope? Is there like an exercise that you have a conversation or what is it that you do to deal with? Sometimes, you know, you know, sometimes you get them people and you just want to be like, you know what? How do you, how do you kind of bring that down? Well, every day I run into those people. Mm-hmm. That's why I have to, everything that I have learned, everything that I study on, I'm studying Tony. I study the brain and I study the mind because I needed to have some control over Tony. Right. And I need to know how Tony worked Mm -hmm. and how Tony processed information. And there are days that I have totally blown it. I mean, I've gotten to the point that, you know, a real talk that I, I, I I wanted to have someone's family in the front row. Mm. Uh, 
I have those moments that cross my mind. Now, I'm real. You know, as, I'm you look, real. as most people do. Absolutely. Um, and, and so what I try to do, I process all that through, you know, the imagination, the faculty of our imagination is really awesome. Because I can process all that in my mind that has already occurred. Mm-hmm. And I can come back to reality and I can function <laughs> with you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because I know I'm in control. Because if I choose to function that way, you out of here. Right. Yeah. But by the grace of God, by the grace of God, and God saving me, you still here. Mm-hmm. That's how. See, I was man when I when I, when you're in the military, you 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 learn how to kill. That's all they're teaching us every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And see, if you never go to war, which I never went to war, we were always preparing for war. Then when you get out. Nobody turns you off or dials you down. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They just you out in the community now. And anything that runs up against that is suspect. Shit. Yeah. I never looked at it from that aspect. Mm. Like that one one share out. Yeah. There's no there's no off switch. Yeah. I never no looked at it like that. Go. I never you looked at you it. Been, you been wound up and set off, and then that's it. It ain't I coming back. I never looked at it mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And you got all this training. You got all this. You went to all these amphibious training. You done went everywhere. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, <laughs> every time I go into my house, I can look at, I was the distinguished soldier out of Fort Knox, Kentucky. Mm. I was a Goblin Award winner. That meant that I shot better, threw grenades better, played more mines better than anybody on the entire post. Wow. Because I took it seriously. Right. And so when you never get to 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 use all of that training, mm-hmm. well, there's a part of you in your subconscious mind that's just waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wish yeah. that somebody would. Yeah. 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 And I was so going to bring that back up. up. especially in our community because for so long 
mental health, behavioral health has been such a taboo issue and it's always swept under the rug. You know what I mean? And you'll get a label, like you said earlier, you'll get a label like, oh, Jimmy, he just bad, you know. Oh, don't don't worry about him, he crazy. And it's never, it's never dealt with and addressed. You know what I mean? So trying to bring normalcy to it now is, is so much needed. Absolutely. When you're at home, most people, this is real talk too, most people have never arrived at home with themselves. Mm-hmm. Most people, most people have other people's concepts of themselves. They don't mm-hmm. know or have an original idea about themselves, a precept. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that precept, that original idea can only come, you look at the telephones that you have, most of, most people have iPhones now, and the iPhone, when it was being made, it was being tested, and at, after it was tested, then mm-hmm. Apple put its image on that phone, all right? And they packaged it, they put it in the box, and they put a manual in it, and put that manual in plastic paper. Now, when you get an iPhone, you've already had one, but you get another one, you assume that you can just work this new iPhone just like you work the other iPhone mm-hmm. that you didn't read the manual to. <laughs> so you have two iPhones with potential that has not been tapped into. Mm-hmm. This is how we are as people. The right. biggest difference is, is that when God created us, he put his image on us first because we were created in his image and according to his likeness. We were given his character and the ability to function like him. So, and he gave us, the first thing he gave us was an image. The second thing he gave us was dominion. The ability to rule over everything he created besides people. But we spend more time trying to rule over people versus the resources that God has given us. I've learned how to rule over the resources. And that is how I've moved and matriculated through this thing called life. Mm. So, pretty much most people don't read the manual. So we can't get all the functions. <laughs> we still have un, we still have potential is lying dormant. We still have unused talent. We still have cap capacity because we haven't read the manual. We'd rather go ask someone else. Do you think I can do this? Man, you yeah. should know if you can right. do it. Right, 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 right. Well, you know what? It has been more than a pleasure talking to you, but our time is rounding up on the end. That's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> I greatly appreciate you. Shit. I mean, we follow each other now, but I definitely want to tap in more mm-hmm. off this, and and yeah. definitely want to follow. And I mean, we gonna be we gonna be sliding through North Carolina mm-hmm. sooner than you think. So yeah, come. We gonna come pull up on ya. When you come, and I'm gonna treat mm-hmm. you good. My cell number. You can call me anytime. Seven. My cell number is nine one nine two three five eight four. It's about to come to a close. Did we lose them? Ah. Uh. <laughs>